Welcome to Beef and Forage Roundup with host Chantal McRae. This podcast is a production of Manitoba Beef and Forage Initiatives, created to share information with farmers, producers, and agriculture enthusiasts to showcase the important work that is happening at MBFI. Our podcasts drop on the first and third Wednesday each month. We will be sharing information through interviews with General Manager Mary Jane Orr, project leads for various projects, MBFI team members, speakers from our extension events, industry leaders, and industry suppliers. This podcast will dig deep into on-farm research and field testing practices related to beef cattle and forage production and efficiency and sustainability of practice in the agricultural industry in Manitoba. We will be sharing information on upcoming training and workshops, field and farm demonstration tours, education materials and events at MBFI, as well as producer profiles from around the province, and information on their own trials, challenges, innovation, and results. We encourage you to browse our social media accounts and website for links to more information on projects, upcoming events, and important deadlines. Information on our social accounts and website can be found following the show and in the show notes. As always, we encourage you to email us if you have feedback, questions, or topic suggestions for the show at information at mbfi.ca. Ketlin Lang is the co-founder of Farm Simple Solutions from Vibank, Saskatchewan. Born and raised on a cattle farm near Francis, Saskatchewan, with his three brothers. Ketlin raised purebred Charlet and Red Angus since he could walk. Ketlin is a professional engineer. He studied electronic systems engineering at the University of Regina, then worked in construction management and electrical consulting fields until he decided to go back to his farming roots and try his hand at a tech startup for the livestock industry. Catlin feels that technology development has ignored the livestock sector, and as such, the industry is lacking the technology diversity that could be used to improve the lives and economic efficiency for producers who operate on razor-thin margins. MBFI is excited to be collaborating with Catlin Lang, co-founder of Farm Simple Solutions, to demonstrate their Internet of Things technologies on our Johnson and Brookdale farms. The opportunity was made possible through connection with Connexus Cultivator Innovation Hub. Welcome to the podcast today, Catlin. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Before we start talking about Farm Simple Solutions and the technology behind your products, can you share a little bit about your history and background, especially as it relates to agriculture? Yeah. So I was, I was born in 1990 on the family farm. So I grew up raising cattle since, since I could walk. My dad had me out there. So he had originally started the farm off with a uh, Charlet herd. So for the first probably eight years of my life, I was taking care of Charlet cattle with him. And mom and dad eventually had three more brothers to join me. So there's four of us boys growing up on the farm. And uh, at one point we made a switch to a Red Angus herd. So kind of from that 1996 era till I graduated from high school and moved to uh, Regina to take university. I got my full share of raising, feeding, breeding purebred Red Angus livestock. And that's kind of my background for my farm life. And what got me into Farm Simple was I took electronic systems engineering at the University of Regina. And that was just because my dad said that he thought I was pretty good at school and I should try out some engineering. So he went and did that. So I learned a lot about electronic design and that's how I eventually designed uh, and manufactured our products today for agricultural monitoring. 
Tell me about Farm Simple Solutions. How has the company come to be and how is the technology meeting a need for producers? Yeah, so Farm Simple essentially started as a hobby for myself. One of my friends, he's a livestock producer, he raises cattle, and he was going to the lake in the summer and he asked me, could you build me something that's going to send me a text message if the water goes low for my cows? Because I don't want to have to drive back and forth every day to check the water. I would rather just stay at the lake and enjoy a few days off. So that's how we started designing the product. And as I said, it was just a hobby, uh, something that I did for fun. I like to do. And in between the start of that prototype and to where it is now, I was actually working on other projects in the solar industry, which happened to not work out here in Saskatchewan due to a change in the market. But we saw that my friend really enjoyed his prototype and he actually was up to five monitors for his livestock water. And uh, we saw he was really liking them. We decided we could take that product from prototype phase to a commercial ready state, which we did about a year and a half ago. So we made it available to anyone in the livestock industry to purchase and use. So how does the, how does the technology meet the need for producers? The need is there for solutions to determine if your water is low or freezing um, throughout the day. And any, any livestock producer will tell you that they don't have an abundance of extra time to be just running around and, and checking these things. But it has to be done because if, if you fail to check the livestock water and they run out of water on a hot day and you show up the next day, um, you could have issues. So they, they just can't afford to not check the water but they've been checking it manually for so long that um, it just costs more money than it needs to. That's a pretty awesome story of just your friend saying, Hey, I'm wondering if you can build me this to being able to have a company that's got products that you're selling. That's actually solving problems for people. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. We, we really enjoy that aspect because we like to take feedback from, from our customers too. And we like coming up with new ideas or new products or just new areas of their operations to monitor because we know it solves their problem and they get to be part of the solution. I mentioned the connection with the Cultivator Egg Tech Accelerator Program in the introduction. Can you share a little bit about the program and your experience in participating? Yes. So last year around this time, we applied to join the Ag Tech Accelerator, Connexus Cultivator. And luckily we were accepted because it's been such a great experience. And then March of 2022, we kicked off a week of in-session learning, which, which really revolved around extensive network of connections whether it be through venture capital, other companies in the industry, as well as producers and customers, all in the same room, I would say between 150 to 200 people, all centralized where you could essentially ask any question you needed, needed to, to uh, advance your company or to help others even. So that, that was in March, we did a week, and then we did, we did two months of just once a week, we got together on a Zoom call. And then 
in June, we did another in-week session that kind of wrapped up the accelerator program, which involved a, a demo day where we did a pitch on stage at the, uh, the Canadian Farm Show in Regina. And that was pretty exciting. That's a neat process. In that program, are there both new businesses and like existing successful businesses or mentor type people? Yes, there is. So the mentorship portion of it was huge. And I would say that that Farm Simple was the the earliest stage company that was there out of the, I think there's about 16 of us. And there's a, there's a handful of companies even from the United Kingdom that were there. It was cool to interface with them, but it was really cool for us to see um, as like a really early, uh, I consider us still early business, but some pretty advanced companies there that have raised millions to tens of millions of dollars of investment and are really hitting their stride. So it was cool to be in the same room as them. I imagine that's such a great opportunity. Tell me about the Farm Simple Solutions water monitoring technology options you've created and how they work. What are the differences between the two options? Yeah, so the two options that we have are centered around temperature monitoring and water level monitoring. We call our product line the herd hand, and we have just the standard herd hand that monitors water levels and battery levels. So that is generally used in summer grazing scenarios where we have remote pastures or paddocks with water supplies that are pumped from a source into a trough. Every producer has their own setup, but it's often used on like a solar pumping source where we can connect our monitor straight to the battery. So we can monitor that battery voltage for them, but most importantly, monitor the, the water level. Is the water good? Everyone's happy. Is the water level low? Send out an alert. Then the producer knows that their water went low at their remote location, they can go check it that day instead of checking it every day. That's option one. Option two is the herd hand DT, which stands for dual temperature. It's got two temperature probes. One monitors the temperature of the air underneath a watering bowl, and the other temperature probe monitors the temperature of the water in the watering bowl. What that's doing is just watching for is the temperature approaching zero? If it's getting close to zero, we know that freezing may occur and then we can send out an alert. Or you can imagine if your float were to freeze up in a watering bowl, the animals would drink the water down very quickly and we would see a rapid negative temperature on that probe. Then we know to send out an alert that a freeze condition may have happened or loss of water source. So if, if your central pumping system went down, for example, that would also cause water to not refill in your bowl. The temperature monitoring solution has been expanded to more than just watering bowls we found. It's actually most popular with our customers to monitor temperatures of their well sheds or pump houses. That's kind of their like central source that if that freezes, they're really in trouble. So what we see is they often will install our monitor there first. So they always know that their central water source is never at risk of freezing. Thinking about areas that have limited cell service in the province, what is required as far as service or phone connectivity in order for the system to work properly and be reliable in alerting producers if there's a problem with the water? 
That's a good question. The way that our system works is connected through cellular signal. So what we tell our, our customers is at the location that you want to monitor, if you're standing there and you can see one bar of service on your phone and you can send out a text message once in a while, that's typically enough cell coverage for our product to work. It's not as data hungry as a mobile phone. So as long as there's a tiny fraction of signal there that you can detect with your mobile phone, our unit's typically going to connect in that scenario. Say we have a scenario where the customer is completely without cell signal. That has come up from a few of our customers. They've said, I have an area that has absolutely zero coverage. What can you do for me out there? So we, we've got that feedback a few times and, uh, it hasn't officially hit our website yet, but we're pretty excited to be rolling out a product that can reach into those non-coverage areas. And, it, and what it's going to do is bounce the signal out of that area back to a location where they have cell coverage. Basically, a base station somewhere where they have coverage that's going to reach out to a remote unit that does not have coverage. We should be seeing that come out here pretty soon for our customers to check out. That's exciting because there definitely is some pockets. I know for sure in Manitoba where you go and there's zero cell service, which typically are also locations where there's cattle because it's not necessarily adequate land for cropland or it's highly dense bush areas, but you could still graze cattle there. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You're, you're absolutely right. What we have done in a few scenarios is we'll run a external antenna with a lead on it, about 12 feet, 12 feet long, and the customer can run it up a pole. And that will sometimes help them reach cell signal where they don't have coverage as well. But we're pretty cutting edge with, with our solutions. So we're always happy to come up with custom fixes or custom designs for those customers. Awesome. And what is the setup like for both systems? And is there support available for producers to not only get the system up and running, but also over the lifetime use if there's questions or concerns? Yeah, so for the setup, it's as simple as connecting the monitor to power, and then it, there's a flashing light on it that's gonna change color from flashing green to a slow blinking blue. They'll know then that their monitor has connected to cell signal. And then what they'll do is they'll type their serial number from their monitor into their account that is found on our website through their online dashboard. That's all it takes for setup. And then support at the time of setup, they can always reach out. We're happy to hop on a phone call with customers, which we're happy to say that doesn't actually happen that often. That must mean we've done a decent job of making it as simple as possible. But <laughs> we're always happy to hop on the phone because we, we know that our customers will get all set up in that scenario. And for over the lifetime of the product, there is a $10 a month subscription for the device because it is connected to cell signal. We charge that monthly when the customers are using the product and we let the customers switch that on and off if they use the product seasonally. And the reason that we do that is one, we pay for cellular data for those customers, but two, we can use that to provide ongoing support for the customers in the future. So if they got an issue such as a unit were to have a warranty, a warranty problem, 
what we've done in the past is we just send them out a brand new monitor. They send us the old one back for no charge and they're back in business and we're happy that they're able to monitor their water again. You've kind of talked a little bit right at the beginning about the benefit to producers as far as saving time, but how is this beneficial to producers, both from an economic and a time management perspective? So the benefit for producers with regards to the economic side of it is in the summer, if you're driving significant distances or any distance, that's just, that's going to cost you fuel and your wage or your employee's wage to go out there to check that water. So if you're simply just going to check the water manually, that's going to cost you over time. That'll cost you significantly more than installing a technology that's going to monitor the water while you're not there. Or if you look at scenarios where you might have freezing in the winter, if you were to freeze a watering bowl as a producer, what do you feel that that costs you? So as a producer, you are still running a business. Your time isn't free. There's still a dollar value associated with your time. So some people may consider their time worth more than others, but say it takes you four hours to thaw out a frozen watering bowl at a, what I would say a, a very low rate of $30 an hour for your time. That's, that's $120 just trying to thaw it out. And that's kind of best case scenario. Now, if you freeze and damage plumbing or electrical, that's going to start adding up to five, $600,000 to get out subcontractors. So if that event happens, having the technology in place will have already paid for itself with that regard. And then time, time always ties back to economic, but time is really our most valuable asset. If you can do things to allow you to free up your time or use your time more effectively, that's just something that I think we're all looking for in life. I would agree. Tell me about the cost calculator you've built into the website and run me through a trial of this for a producer who travels 10 kilometers each way to check the herd's water on a daily basis. That's at farmsimple.ca slash calculator. We built this calculator because we wanted, we wanted to give producers the technology or just more information that they can use to kind of figure out what it might cost them to check distant water supplies. We just found it's something that people may not be aware of. So we wanted to give them the option to run their own cost to see what, what it worked out to. So there's a sliding scale on the cost calculator, which is going to allow you to slide it along and select uh, the distance to your water supply. This would be the one-way distance. So if we slide it to distance of 10, and we also have a toggle switch of kilometers to miles. We'll leave it on kilometers for this, this scenario. So that's going to pick your distance. And then the next up, we would have how much time does it take you to check the water? So that includes your travel time and your time spent there. So you could say that this trip would, would take about an hour. So maybe it takes 15 minutes to get there. You kind of get settled. You get out of the truck. You're walking around, enjoying the nice day. Say it takes you one hour of time. Then our next box to fill in would be the hourly rate. 
this would be the hourly rate that you value your time at, or else you could put in, if you have an employee, you could put in the rate that you're paying your employee. So let's use $30 an hour for this scenario. The next box is how many trips per week are you making to check solely the water supply? So if you're driving there five times a week, we'll enter in five days in this scenario. And then the last box is the method of transportation. So is it a vehicle? Are you riding an ATV? Are you taking a horse? Or are you walking? We'll select vehicle. It's the most common transportation method. And then we're going to click calculate. Our website's going to do the calculations for you and then pop up a new page. Show this to travel 10 kilometers there and back five times a week is going to cost you about $10,400 a year. So that would be if you were going uh, 12 months of the year. So the monthly cost is showing $867. So if you were going, if this was a seasonal pasture, grazing pasture, you could say that between three to four months, your animals are going to be there. So in four months, you're going to spend over $3,200 in fuel and time. I thought it was amazing when I was playing around with that calculator on your website, how little time and how little distance adds up so quickly when you're looking at also including the wage and the fuel and your time spent out there. It actually was very surprising to me how fast that accumulates. Yeah. And it's kind of the, uh, the death by a thousand cuts as people have referred to it before it's daily seems small, but over time it really adds up and, uh, it can be surprising and sometimes disturbing for, for people to, to see what they are spending, especially if it's not uncommon for producers in like Saskatchewan, for example, to drive 50 kilometers to check water supplies and that, can really put a dent in your yearly income. Yeah, for sure. And does that include time or fuel spent to warm up vehicles in the winter months? No, that doesn't. That's just the fuel cost of driving there and back. That doesn't include the uh, the warm up time. You factor that in, and in Canada, for as many months of the year as we have cold weather, that would would add up quick too. Yes. Yeah. That would. Uh, that would definitely add it on there. Thinking about the cold temperatures in Canada, what temperature are your products tested to? We like to do real, uh, real world testing. So our prototypes that I talked about earlier, they've been running since 2018 and they've been left out in the Saskatchewan winters year round and they're still running today. So they're still running over four years later with no no additional precautions taken to protect them in the winter. They're simply bearing the, the full elements out in the open. They've been operating down to the, the minus 40s, the minus 42 or whatever. We have had some pretty cold days in Saskatchewan last year. I can't cite the exact number, but they were minus 40 or slightly lower than that. They're pretty hardy little systems. Yeah, and we've we've tried to design it to be weatherproof and climate-proof for kind of the worst-case scenario in North America. What is the cost of each system, and what do you expect the lifespan to be of the sensors? 
the cost of each uh, system is $649 is what it retails for. And as I'd mentioned, there's a $10 a month subscription fee when you have it online and you get to manage when it's online through your account. The expected lifespan of the sensors is at least five years. So as I'd mentioned, we've been testing since 2018 and those, those products are still going strong with no signs of deteriorating. So we're expecting a minimum of five years, which is actually a quite long if you look at electronic equipment. Electronic equipment generally doesn't have a long lifespan. So we're, we're very happy that it's lasted this long, although we, we expect it to last quite a few more years, but I guess we'll see, uh, we'll see as we go. In August, Farm Simple won the 2022 Livestock Innovation Award. Tell me about this award and what this means for you and your company. Yeah, we won the Livestock Innovation Award at Egg in Motion in Langham, Saskatchewan. That was, uh, was very exciting for us because it helps showcase that we're making a difference for producers. The panel of judges who pick the awards are producers, are people close to the industry. So we're just excited that they're seeing value in, in the work that we're doing because really if we're doing, if we're providing value to producers, that's really what our company is about. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Anything else on the horizon in your development of applications in the Internet of Things technologies for cattle producers? Yes, there always are things on the horizon. I gave a sneak peek to that earlier in the conversation, but we're looking to roll out a product here quite soon where we're going to have a central station that is going to communicate with, with remote sensors in the field. So that's going to help reach areas where there's no cell signal. And it's going to also help producers that may run feedlot type setups to set up essentially a network of their entire yard on a single cellular connection, but monitors on every single water source that will help reduce the overall cost of the install and also just get all of their watering bowls or water sources online kind of in a uh, even simpler manner than we've already been doing. Is there anything else about Farm Simple Solutions or the water monitoring technology that you'd like to share with listeners before we wrap up today? Yeah, and this will tie into the last question too, but our monitor is made to connect all kinds of sensors to it. So we actually have customers who have started that we've supplied our monitor with a pressure sensor connected to it, for example. So now they can monitor the pressure of their well shed for their their whole water system in their yard. Ideas like that or just anything around your operation that you would like to monitor, uh, feel free to reach out to us and give us a rundown on what you'd like to achieve because it's likely that that we can make that happen for you. And if you're thinking about it, your neighbors might also be interested in, in things like this. So please reach out because we want to solve your problems rather than us try to come up with problems that you may not have. That's pretty cool. And it segues beautifully into my next question, which is if listeners want more information, where can they find you or who can they contact? Yeah, listeners can reach out to us by phone or email or on social media. 
So the easiest is to hit our website, farmsimple.ca, and you'll find forms to contact us. You'll find a phone number that you can give us a call at, and you'll likely speak to myself. So you can reach out directly to me and uh, happy to have a conversation with you. Or if you track us down on Facebook or Twitter, you can always send us a message there. Great. And I will put the link to your website as well as your social media accounts, your email and your phone number in the show notes for today's episode so that if listeners are looking for those, they can scroll down to the show notes and get them from there. We wanted to let our listeners know that at MBFI in the winter of 2023, we will demonstrate the herd hand dual temperature to monitor for frozen waters. And in the summer, we're going to be trialing the herd hand low water sensor in our Brookdale Farm summer water system. So stay tuned for upcoming field days so that they can see those systems at work firsthand. And do you have any last thoughts to share before we end today? I'm just excited to send a monitor out to you guys and uh, have you try it out and uh, get your feedback on what you like about it, what things you, you think we may improve on, and just just how it works in general. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for sharing all of the information that you have. It sounds like these products can really help producers with their time management, filtering down from there, then the financial aspect as well. So, so that's great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chantel. Just wanted to let listeners know that this episode was recorded in January of 2023. I will be taking a short leave from MBFI. And in order for there not to be a disruption to the podcast and the release of regular episodes, we decided to record a few episodes ahead of time and have them ready for you. So you could still get the content from us on a regular basis. So if it seems like some of the information or the content is being talked about ahead of time that is now in the past, that is the reason for this. We thank you for your patience on that. And we will begin recording regular episodes again in the summer of 2023. The research programs and daily operations at MBFI would not be possible without funding from the province of Manitoba, Government of Canada, and Canadian Agricultural Partnership, as well as partnership with Manitoba Agriculture, Manitoba Beef Producers, Ducks Unlimited Canada, and the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Beef and Forage Roundup. For more information on the on-farm projects or upcoming extension events, please visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at mbbeefandforage. For full project reports and more information about MBFI, please visit our website, mbfi.ca. If you have feedback on the show, questions about content, are interested in becoming a project supporter, or want to submit a proposal for a research project topic, please email information at mbfi.ca. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to ensure you don't miss an upcoming episode. We've got lots to share.